Welcome to Roots for Growth podcast. I'm Anna Bell and I'm here this morning with Julia Latif, who I'm really excited to hear from. Hi, Julia. Hello, Anna. Hi, thanks for joining me. And in this podcast, we aim to spark your curiosity, share learning and inspiration and connect you with what's important in your life. And the themes we'll be exploring are around resilience, mindful living and growing through the changes that happen in life. So uh, I'll introduce Julia. Um, So Julia is co-owner of Our House of Spice, which um, she's also recently started a new role in uh, a company called Sukio as business and finance manager. And Julia takes great pride in championing equality, diversity and women in business. And she is currently an ambassador for Women's Enterprise Scotland. So I have so many things I'd love to ask you about, Julia. I'm thinking a good place to start might be um, about your business. You've got a family business in the Highlands, haven't you? So it's great to hear a bit about that and, and what you do. Yes, absolutely. So thank you so much for having me. Uh, So yes, I am Julia and I co-own Our House of Spice uh, with my sister Nadia. Uh, So Our House of Spice, we specialise in authentic Indian spice kits, which are all based on our family recipes. Unbelievably, the business is 10 years old uh, this year, so I don't know where that time's gone. Mm. Um, Yeah, so I moved up to the Highlands um, a couple of years ago. I think it was around 2017. And yeah, that's where the business is based. I flit. I'm mostly based in Cambridge, um, but I do flit between um, now that COVID restrictions are over, uh, Mm. can flit between um, the Cambridge base and and the Highlands Mm. every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. And and what kind of things I, w- I was thinking about that in terms of the, the, the pandemic and so on, and lots of people buying food into their house or, or wanting to have tasty things at home because, you know, especially because they couldn't go anywhere. And I, I was wondering what kind of um, uh, spices and things do you do? Absolutely. So, I mean, we've got a range, you know, we do do curries um, ranging from mild to absolute fire. <laughs> <laughs> and then we do uh, a few side dishes. And yes, I mean, that's that's kind of one thing that really struck me with the pandemic is people were ordering, but I was posting them to different locations around the country mm. and people were having these virtual curry nights. So, you know, there was a mum, <laughs> mum in Glasgow, there was the, you know, the son in London and some, someone else in Devon. I think it was and you know they all cooked the curry together and caught up because you know and they hadn't seen each other for ages and that was being replicated um throughout the country so to be honest that was really touching because I mean as a family business you know I was I was on my own um during the pandemic so I couldn't see my mum and dad I couldn't see my sister Mm. and I found that really really tough Mm. um but, you know, to know that, you know, but we had these virtual calls and thank goodness for FaceTime and things yeah. like that, you know, so so being able, you know, Indian food brings people together and, and that kind of epitomizes that, you know, um, during a pandemic, virtual curry night, why not? <laughs> you know? Definitely. And I love the idea. Uh, like I work a lot with noticing what's happening in your senses and I love the idea of that shared experience of mm. smelling the, the food as it's cooking and then you know leading up to the meal and sitting down and having that meal they're still having the meal together even if they're not in the same room and there's something about that that sort of brings them together isn't there absolutely absolutely and that's kind of like the ethos of you know they could they come in um two sachets so you can get kind of a relatively big meal out of out of them so it is the idea of yeah okay you can have it you know obviously like as a 
you know, meal for two, but you can ha- also cook them up in bigger batches and, and invite people around now that you can. And, mm. and you know, just, just get involved and just be together, make up on that lost time. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's obviously heartfelt the way you described about being apart and, and now together again with, mm. with your family. Um, and the pandemic as well, what kind of effects has, has that had? And that's been uh, linked with um, your other role has happened during that time as well, hasn't yes. it? Absolutely. So, I mean, my so so before the pandemic, I went to cooking shows, farm, farm, farm and deli shows and did cooking demos, met customers um, in person, which was lovely. But suddenly that, you know, that revenue was gone overnight. Mm. Um, So so I had that business side to deal with of, oh, goodness, what now? Um, but also at that time, you know, I was in the Highlands on my own, um, you know, away, you know, because all my family lived in Cambridge or, you know, my sister's in Reading. And for me, it really it made me prioritize and think about what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, was I, ha- you know, yes, I love the business and everything. But, you know, is it enough to be away? You know, because my parents, you know, that that you know, they're not old, but they're, you know, they're, they're, everyone's uh, getting older, shall we say. So, you know, I was missing out on, on key things, you know, I was missing out on like birthday parties and everything. And I felt, you know, a real kind of draw back home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so that was kind of on my mind at the beginning of 2020. And then the pandemic hit and I was in Cambridge, mm-hmm. luckily, because, you know, you know, my parents were in a vulnerable bracket. So they needed someone to, to, to go to the shops and look out for them and things like that so thank goodness you know I was here otherwise that would have been really tricky and really I I haven't really gone back full time at all because I it made me realize that I want to be you know yeah okay there's there's business and luckily with an online shop (laughs) you can you know I I had the flexibility of that and that I'm really grateful for um you know the business lends itself to being into locations um so so that's kind of what 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 I've done you know I've made it work um and that's how you know I was looking for a different opportunity that I can utilize my um business skills and all the experience that I've drawn up over the you know the last 10 years and that's where Sukio came along for along and um I yeah I'm a business and finance manager with a fantastic team um so so everything's really good at the moment everything's really good mm-hmm. And what, what do you enjoy about that, the work that you're doing there? So we're able to help clients, uh, you know, so we're a digital uh, content marketing agency. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if there's a particular requirement with with a client, if they need social media help or, you know, we're doing a campaign um, with the NHS at the moment. And that, you know, they're really valuable things that, you know, they, they're, the ethos is important to, to us. So, you know, that being able to meet the clients and help them has been really rewarding. Yeah. And I would imagine, especially with the NHS, um, and I've done some work with them too during the pandemic, you can kind mm. of imagine the ripple effects of that um, because it's a way of reaching people, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the pandemic has forced us all to kind of look at different key workers and you know things that we weren't really aware of you know before we knew we knew they were there but like you 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 know you were forced to kind of think wow you know these people are superheroes uh you know they really are and and it's it's great to work with them and help them in in any way we can yeah yeah fantastic and thinking about um the other recent development in in your your roles in 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 business um being a a women's enterprise scotland ambassador what does that mean to you 
Absolutely. And, and, you know, kind of the main thing that I want to point out is, is yes, okay, I, I flip between Cambridge, and but, you know, my business will always be in the Highlands. Mm. I, I'm not moving that. And, and you know, I have such a strong connection with, uh, with Scotland mm-hmm. that, that, you know, that's that's kind of my my lead. And I just kind of really want to make that clear that, yes, okay, <laughs> I flip between Cambridge, but, you know, you know, there's there's a part of me that, that it will always be in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, being a, being a part of of the women's enterprise Scotland has been so valuable and being able to give back um you know I've I've had all these experiences um and being able to share and and talk to like-minded women you know like this this yeah. has come from from you know the uh, women's enterprise Scotland it's it's just being brilliant to just say oh I've done that and we can share experiences and and the highs and lows mm-hmm. and I think and it is you know when you're a business owner there are real highs and lows um and it's nice to know that you're never on your own and there's all there you know there'll all be always be someone to help yeah um, yeah, you know, yeah definitely and um having recently become an ambassador myself mm. I was shocked at some of the the numbers around that and in fact some of them got worse during the pandemic the mm. um I've got my notes in front of me I'm still <laughs> getting to grips with these and um the fact that women-owned businesses contribute 8.8 billion gross value add into the Scottish economy Um, and there's potential to double that and in fact it slipped back I think the gender gap is is, is 36 years more it would take to close that gap which is incredible Mm. Um, and especially things like funding on the table asking for that funding in the first place and getting the support and role models you and I both know role models are important relatable um and I do I do have a stronger sense of that now noticing that um with you know all the different ambassadors that are there and people who I've called on for expertise in business that you know if it can be done because there are people doing it and Mm -hmm. it could be anyone who's listening to this it could be girls in you know, younger years at school. And um, I know you've recently made a video for International Women's Day for uh, primary school pupils. And I'm curious to know what were your messages to those young people? Um, Well, I mean, you know, with the brief, it was clear, you know, obviously it's for children, but I was always really aware of not talking down so you know obviously you have to have to kind of change you know alternate your language a little bit so it's if you know if there's a five-year-old I think it was you know um watching it not to you know so they would understand Mm -hmm. but not dumbing it down so much that you know I feel like it devalues the message if you if you change it so much that it's like oh well you know women had a really hard time you know actually let's talk about the suffragettes and the suffragists and what they sacrificed and let's use the proper names and you know and and you know let's I think there's been a lot of not just this but I think there's a lot of kind of breezing over important parts of history just to oh you know you don't want to upset the children or but the children need, need to be aware in the right way yeah. of what's happened and the sacrifices these amazing women have made uh-huh. um so I mean I was really honored to, to, to do that because I think that's where that's where you know you really inspire people is when they're at you know you can just spark you know a child to think you know if, even if they read oh ask their mum what's a suffragette you know you know, just just asking a question you know you never know where that what where that might lead to and um, yeah, this project has been really interesting for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you spoke about uh, a pivotal moment that's influenced 
you and how you run your business and how you think and how you 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 act now um so can you tell us a bit about that and your research that you were doing yes absolutely so uh, this is quite hard (laughs) to to talk about but um so I've been doing some research into my uh family tree and last year um I found out that my great-grandmother was at the uh Dali and Wallabag massacre Mm -hmm. so this took place um in April 1919 um in in a garden um, in Amritsa and basically there was a walled garden um there was a you know there were some people that were just enjoying an afternoon in the park there was a peaceful protest um there was also a Sikh festival so you know there were lots of people in this park um my great-grandmother I believe was taking part in the in the in the silent protest which Mm. you know I'm really proud of you know um um so but but uh, General Dyer uh, organised, um, you know, fighters to, to, to go into the, the garden and just open fire um, on these people just in a garden. So people ran that, you know, it was a walled garden. So they kept, and just kept kept shooting, kept shooting, you know, and, uh, you know, these people weren't protected is it to me it's it's so senseless and I am enraged by it um I've yeah I find it really hard to talk about and I before before I found I I didn't at that you know I knew about it but I didn't know my great-grandmother was there um and then since I found that out I think this it I can't tell you what an effect it's had because it's been so crucial in the way that I view uh everything really it's it's um in the way sorry I'm getting really because I really checked up about it um I I I find that it's just affected the way my day-to-day um life my personal life you know I just you know I I, I'm in I find that I'm more in tune to myself um and wanting to look out for others and and because I I feel that's that's kind of what happened there Mm -hmm. in and also the way that I vocalize things, you know, I'm more vocal now. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, if I disagree, because I mean, when we started the business, we experienced racism quite a lot. But at that time, we didn't think on it. We thought, oh, well, maybe they're having an off day. Maybe they're, you know, because it's easier to put it down. You know, I've spoken about this before. It's easier to put it down to, um, you know, someone's having an off day to actually think, well, hold on, there's a problem here um and especially growing up in Cambridge it was an easy you know kind of elite university city it's not you know the easiest place to to grow up um I mean again I've spoken about this there were two two girls in my primary school and they got our names mixed up you know because it were you know the, oh they're the, the British Asian girls or they're the Asian girls you know they were not individual people mm-hmm. um and it wasn't until I kind of this happened you know I found this out last year it just forced me to kind of think right Julia take your head out the sand let's start talking about this and let's mm-hmm. let's you know let's kind of work out what's going on and then it's like the floodgates opened you know all these memories that you've put in a box in your head like <sighs> you know, don't go there you know don't go there put that in a box all the you know this this so I went through a real couple of months but I'm actually really grateful because I've come out of it I'm I'm you know if something happens I acknowledge it and let's talk about it you know not in an angry way in a civilized 
you know, maybe you didn't realise what you said was offensive, but it really is. Mm-hmm. And this is why, <laughs> you know, and, and kind of having having these conversations, um, I, I feel, you know, is really important. And that has affected the way that, um, you know, I work at my business, you know, just just be open, just be transparent, um, but be caring, I feel, mm-hmm. um, you know, and... I mean, out of work, I'm doing a project on racism and how it's affected the generations. Um, I would really like an apology from the government about the Jalian Wallabag massacre. Yeah. Uh, Theresa May came, the closest she's come to say is that it's a shameful scar, which, you know, tell that to, to someone who, you know, whose relatives were murdered there. Yeah. Um, you know, I think an apology would go a long way. I. Don't, well I know we, we won't get it with this government <laughs> mm. so um but yeah the less about that the better but yeah we won't we won't get it with this government I don't think uh but who knows what will happen in the future so that's what I would like mm-hmm. and listening to you talk about it and ha- you know you having these open transparent and caring conversations what impact do you want to have that to have in in you know in the world around you um, I feel um, in the world, kind of everybody's going around about their day to day lives. You know, everyone is dealing with what they're dealing with and, and that's fine. But I, I think there is people don't talk about the, the difficult conversations. I feel, I mean, with this project about racism, I spoke to my dad um, kind of what he experienced when he first came over in, you know, the 1950s. And we've never spoken about it. And, you know, he's 75, I'm 35. You know, we've, this is the first time we've spoken about it because you don't go there. You know, you don't, you don't, you, you, you know, it's not that you're purposefully ignoring it, but it's just, you know, I'm working, dad's, you know, dad was working and, you know, you, you it, it's quite, and, and once we got into it, you know, we were there for hours mm-hmm. and it's so important to do before those generations are lost. Mm-hmm. You know, had we not, had this conversation you know I could have never known what my dad went through and in the same way I really regret not talking to my grandfather um, about because he was alive during partition Mm -hmm. and the horrendous through the kind of the grapevine of our family our massive family you know sort of heard things that he saw but wouldn't go into it and they're absolutely horrific you know um train carriages full of dead people you know they, they would come into it roll into the 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 platform um, the train platform and it's just full of dead people during partition because of the fights and he saw that um, and my grandmother saw that but I will never have that option to to speak to him and find out because because you know he's he's gone and so I mean we are yeah I mean we are dealing with stuff but I feel that having those difficult conversations that you never really feel that you should talk about. I think having those conversations is really beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, now I know, I, you know, it's made me kind of realize, oh, that's why my dad does that, you know, because of what he saw when he was a child, you know, it kind of makes it, uh, you know, think more yeah. um, about, about what's going on. Sorry, it's got very dark. <laughs> it's got very, very dark, very serious. Yeah. It's important. And, yeah. you know, a word that comes to my mind is learning and education yeah. and these, these open conversations. Mm. Um, I'm grateful for the, the insights of you being willing to share 
experiences of your your family and um and and I you know such a such a way to channel that experience with being an ambassador with things like International Women's Day these real stories that that go back generations that's that's all there it's all it's all history and if it's shared then then people can can learn from that and become more aware and um And, and on that theme, if that's okay to, to go yeah. on to that, Break yeah. the Bias is the theme of International yeah. Women's Day. Um, and we're encouraged to uh, imagine a gender equal world free of bias, stereotypes and discrimination. And they use words like diverse, equitable and inclusive and value and celebrate difference. And, um, and I'm wondering what that all means to you. And, and, and is there anything particular that you're doing to mark International Women's Day? Uh, yes, well, I'm going to an event at uh, the Cambridge Judge Business School uh, for International Women's Day. Um, and I'm also looking forward to kind of celebrating it with the other businesswomen um, in the office on Tuesday so we can talk about breaking the bias. Um, I mean, for me personally, I think it's such a fantastic thing because I, I think that as women, we've experienced we've experienced so many different biases in so many different ways mm-hmm. that actually it's a good way that we can all come together and share um oh I had that happen oh I had that as well you know and and kind of work but also kind of work out and move forward of what we can actually do um to to kind of break the bias <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah definitely and um and so I'm wondering, is there anything else that you would like to share? I hear such, you know, examples of resilience and being conscious about the way you live and you do business. Is there anything else you'd like to share with anyone who's listening today? I mean, I think it's I think it's really important for people to get to know themselves. I didn't really um, until you know far too old you know when, before before I thought you know actually no I know who I am and I think it's going with your instincts if something doesn't feel right um then it's probably not um and that that's something that that kind of I mean initially with our business there were deals that you know we've we've had some fantastic experiences you know we've we've been to Paris to to that you know start exporting and had those conversations with supermarkets but there are some conversations that yes okay that feels that could be really good for business but you know there's something in your gut that is you know if it's to do with margins if it's to do with profitability you know there's there's something if something doesn't feel quite right look into it don't ignore your gut um and I've spoken to quite a few people that thought oh god if I if I just did that that would have saved me this this amount of trouble but if something sounds so good you you kind of like oh think oh well that that could be really good but you know my my main main kind of point is is be more intuitive with yourself I think um and learn learn who you are and I think that really benefit you know that will really benefit your business as well as your day-to-day life mm-hmm. yeah and I believe that that attitude to life and, and learning benefits other people as well absolutely absolutely yeah. it's, it's all about kind of helping each other and and supporting each other I mean we're seeing this every day in the news now you know unfortunately of of kind of people trying to help you know that's that's what I've seen you know there's this terrible situation kind of unraveling before our eyes um and I I know a lot of you know my right okay that's happening what can we do you know what can we do here Mm -hmm. um to help and having that replicated throughout the world of you know what we can do to help has 
you know, I think, I think that just shows kind of how, what we can do when we come together, the force that we can have if everyone's from the same hymn sheet, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Listen, Julia, thank you so much for um, being with us today. Um, and it's been a, a pleasure talking to you. Um, and I look forward to connecting again soon, hopefully in person at some point. Absolutely. That would be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. And to everyone listening, thank you for tuning in. This has been Roots for Growth podcast and I'm Annabelle.